1: You called me in to bring the thunder, and that's what I'm going to do. We're on the road to freedom, America. The
0: dream of freedom. America stands for individual freedom.
2: Let's crank it
1: up! Testing, one, two, three. (laughs) Am I the only one that was super creeped out by that? Always unfiltered and unapologetic. Just a lot of jumbled noise. No do-overs, no gimmicks, no faking it. Booyah! Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network and My Outdoor TV.
3: Uh, I- That's all I really know. That I song, Four Tops. Is that who that really is? I don't know. <laughs> How do you not know that? But I do. All <laughs> You're right. smart. So we're talking population. You just you against nature. You out there, one on one. Mono imano. Mono imano. Mono imano. I don't know what that means. I don't. One on one. I don't speak Canadian. I always say Nomas Tomas. Nomas no mas, <laughs> Tomas. All right, so we're talking population. You on this week's show. We've got the big buck man himself. Clayton. Kevin McKnighton. M- Kevin McKnighton. <laughs> 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 Kevin McNighton. Yeah, he's McLovin's brother. Uh, Kevin Knighton uh, for Backwoods Life. He's going to be stopping by like 45 seconds. He's down there right now just like... Uh, In Florida. ...pile driving some snakes. Then we're going to have uh, Christy Lee Cook on as well. Yeah, she's uh, she's quite a gal. she has got a new program called The Most Wanted List. Yeah, then we're going to go off-roading with Fred Ashmore from Overlanders. And then finally, Mitch Petrie. He's our roving reporter. Yeah, he's out there catching massive... Actually, he's not catching them. Yeah, no, he's like... uh, He got ate by a python. I don't know if you heard that. From what I hear, he's just spotlighting muskies. He's not really (laughs) catching any, but he's trying pretty darn hard. All right, so let's get to... Kevin McKnighton.
1: No, it is Kevin
3: (laughs) Knighton. How do you get... There's no M. It is Kevin Knighton. I want a quarter pounder
4: with cheese.
1: Population U this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Here we go. Now, let's kick off a two-parter with Kevin Knighton, co-host of Backwoods Life. Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel Presented by Outdoor Channel Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV This is part one
3: Jim, this interview might not go as planned <laughs> Does it ever? Because first of all, we don't have Kevin McKnighton on We have <laughs> Kevin Knighton That's He's his down cousin. there He's wrestling them pythons He's a python wrestler All right, Snowd so got Kevin McNighton. <laughs> God damn, I said it <laughs> Kevin Knighton on the line Kevin, how's it going, buddy?
5: Oh, doing pretty good. I uh I don't deal with any pythons, but I do deal with some alligators.
3: <laughs> now you gotta tell me what is that like when you guys I mean, your rut everything you know, especially when you go down south, you know. I mean, when does that generally start? Does it like July, early August is like when the rut kicks off in Florida?
5: Yeah, I'm not signing up to participate, but it is happening right now down in South Florida. But it is a hundred degrees and miserable down here, so I have no interest in running down there and getting in the middle of it.
3: <laughs> yeah. How, how do you go about, I mean, really you get a deer down, you better be like Johnny on the spot working that bad boy up. Cause he cannot sit very long, especially with all the humidity and bugs. When it is that warm, you have to be quick.
5: The thing is that growing up down South in the heat, we don't, I know, especially up North people panic and they, they worry about body temperature very, very, very quickly. And, I have had deer, even when it was, you know, in the 60s and 70s here that we killed that, you know, even if it's an, an hour or two later when you're skinning the deer, we don't lose. It, it doesn't seem to affect the meat as much as as people seem to... uh Mm. feel yeah. like it does. Well, you
4: know, I was down, uh, went down to the Keys not too long ago, and it was somewhere in Marathon area, I think. I saw some uh, some deer down there. Now, that's a subspecies of the overall whitetail in the United States, isn't it?
5: The key deer, I believe, is what you're key talking deer. about. Yeah. They're smaller deer. They're actually protected, though. Oh, are they?
3: Mm. Good thing Jimbo
5: didn't <laughs> shoot any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were like... no, I don't. S- uh, don't. Don't fill up the back of the truck and take those back home with you because <laughs> they, they frown upon it. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, they're about the size of a suitcase.
5: Well, uh, I'm not going to ask how you know that, but I'm still <laughs> going to tell you they frown upon
3: it. <laughs> Now, when you get more in the western panhandle, it, won't the rut kick off closer to like February?
5: Yeah. It, I would say here in Florida, we have at least three distinct ruts. You know, down in south Florida, it's happening now. Their season is open now. And here, I, I live kind of in the middle of the state, close to where I-10 and I-75 cross up, we call it north central Florida. And I mean, shoot, growing up hunting, our rut always happens kind of end of October. I mean, even towards the end of both season there, beginning of October, we'd see a lot of chasing. And then our muzzleloader season usually falls sometime in about that last week of October. And that's always been kind of the peak here in my area. And then, like you said, you go out towards Pensacola and sneaking over towards Mobile, Alabama, and that way at the tip of the state. And you're exactly right. January, February is when it's happening.
3: Yeah, would that be considered like the the Seminole subspecies of the white tail? Is that what that is? The Seminole sounds I'd, good to
5: I'd, me. Sounds good to me too. I, know <laughs> I can tell you about the key deer down there, and then so that's a different you know category. But I don't know about the. Other whitetail subspecies.
3: <laughs> he just knows that he shoots them and they taste good. Yeah,
5: well, no, that's right. See- they make my heart beat real fast, and <laughs> I like <laughs> swinging arrows and bullets at them. No, wh- go.
3: Where do you like to travel to? I mean, you guys with Backwoods Life, you go all over the place. I mean, you create amazing content, uh excellent hunting, and the way you guys showcase it on Backwoods Life is just phenomenal. But what are some of your key states you like to hit up each year?
5: Well. One of my favorites is always going to be Texas, mm-hmm. but part of that is because it's such a target-rich environment. And whenever you go buy your license, it's over the counter, so you don't have to worry about putting in for a draw and stuff like that. And when they print out your license, it's about like they gave you a book of things you can <laughs> shoot because it's everything from white tail to mule deer to a pile of turkeys and. All kind of stuff on the tag that they give you. All of those uh, licenses to shoot.
3: Yeah. Now, didn't you visit? Was it Rotan, Texas, where you took that funky uh, uh, nine pointer with a suppressor?
5: Yeah, that was a uh, that was a crazy deer. And, and yeah, the guys that had, had invited us there from seventeen seventy six ammo, they uh, they go there every year, and and none of them really wanted to shoot any deer because it was such a bad drought that all the deer were significantly smaller than what they're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we hadn't seen what they normally looked like, so when they tell us, yeah, this one's a good one to shoot, then by golly, we're going to pull the trigger. It don't matter <laughs> if he's 120 or 160. If he's the one we're <laughs> supposed to shoot, then we're going to make it out. Yeah, didn't that place
3: have like an a age requirement they were trying to fill, like nothing under four and a half?
5: Yeah, a lot of places kind of go by that these days, but those guys were very strict about it. Um, pretty much if you shoot a deer under four and a half years old, they're probably not going to invite you back. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a nice place, so we'd like to be able to go back. So we were trying (laughs) to make sure and not mess up. Now,
4: you're talking about hunting with some folks from 1776 Ammo. Uh, Did you have guides on that? Do you do FYI hunts?
5: Um, Well, this was was an outfitter, so we didn't have a guide sitting with us, but we had somebody, you know, took us to the area we were hunting and dropped us out and said you know walk down the road right there and you'll get to your stand and obviously that one we saw that buck that i ended up killing the first day and could have killed him two or three times that first afternoon but we just weren't convinced you know exactly how old he was so we videoed him and took him back and showed them and they said yeah you know he's a shooter he'll be fine and they ended up saying yeah he was a a very old deer but and that's People don't think about that very much, but talking about Florida and Texas and in the Midwest, I mean, body composition changes drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually, we were down there in Texas and that happened. And, you know, me and my camera guy said that there's three and a half, maybe four and a half, and it ended up being more like I think they said six or seven. Wow. So, you know, we're starting to kind of question it. Well, then we went to the Midwest and Illinois bow hunting right after that. And, of course, it, they were running around like crazy. Uh, I think that was about the second week in November, so they were in the middle of it. And uh, we had a, a ten-point, nice ten-point, come right by the tree. I almost shot him by the tree, and then he went around us and came through the creek. And it doesn't help any, you know, when you got a cameraman sitting there with you saying, oh, he looks pretty good. Ah, He's a pretty good deer. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take long to convince me. (laughs) And uh, we almost shot that deer and ended up, he didn't stop where I needed him to and let him get away. And then we got back to the lodge and the guy said, well, I'm pretty happy he didn't shoot that one. I'm pretty sure he's two and a half. Oh, wow. Really? So, you know, it's just, you go down there looking in Texas at some, 175 pound deer that are six and a half years old to so a 200 and 220 pound deer in illinois that oh he's only two and a half and it it's hard to set your scale <laughs> whenever you go bounce around the country like that
4: you bet hey kevin we got to take a break can you stick around i'll be right here all right hey we're talking with
3: kevin knight and he's a co-host of Backwoods life tuesdays at 10 o'clock
4: eastern time on sportsman's
3: channel this has been presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv mr kevin before we go to a break where can we find you guys online
5: well facebook is our biggest presence just search backwoods life but backwoodslife.com always has a lot of
1: info too more kevin right after this the Revolution with Jim and Trev. Get that outdoor feeling. I feeling. Connect with the boys on social media and punch up JimandTrev.com and see what's trending. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue right after these short messages.
2: Unlock the secrets of the wild with North American Whitetail.
1: We're hunting feeding patterns with these
3: whitetail deer, so you're seeing a lot of deer on their feet. Kind of like a party scene where the first person arrives and then the next person arrives. Now we've just got to wait for the right deer to come by.
2: Dive into our world of advanced hunting strategies and stay ahead of the game.
3: Coming down the hill right with the stack.
4: We're in the game. Just be still. Here it comes, here
2: it comes. North American Whitetail TV. Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel.
1: Want to get your kids involved after the hunt? Yeah! Try our new hot dog making kit that they are sure to love. High Mountain Seasonings is your one-stop shop for everything delicious. Visit us online at himtnjerky.com. That's Himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with Population U. Stand by, everyone. Now let's rejoin Kevin Knighton, co-host of Backwoods Life, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking Population
4: U on this week's show. And, of course, we had part one with Kevin Knighton. He's a co-host of Backwoods
3: Life. Tuesdays at 10 o'clock Eastern time on Sportsman Channel talking about hunting whitetails. Yeah, now Backwoods Life, what, for the past 13 years, you've been the force behind the top quality production. uh, You know, kind of everything that goes behind the camp of Backwoods Life, man. How much have you guys changed the production where you hunt? Has it been tough, or is it pretty easy keeping up with uh, the standards? How things are going politically? I mean, everything's different from when you guys started.
5: Well, and I'll even kind of change that up for you a little bit. We, when we first started producing our show, it was called Southern Backwoods Adventures, and then several years into it, um, we changed the name to Backwoods Life because you know we were kind of everybody thought that meant we were just hunting in the South, and Mm -hmm. that just wasn't the case. Um, But Next year, next March, will actually make 20 years we've been doing
4: this. Wow. No way, really.
5: And that's, you know, I went to college for video production and editing and all that kind of stuff. And and like you said, a lot of stuff has changed. And that's, you know, 25 years ago, whenever I was in college, to to edit videos like we do now, I mean, you had to have a $70,000 computer and it was, you know, big deals and you really couldn't do much. It was slow. You make a change to a video and it'd have to process for 24 hours to finish it. And it was just slow and frustrating. Well, now this iPhone that I'm talking to you on can do better video production <laughs> than that $70,000 computer <laughs> did 25 years ago. is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the equipment
3: is so much smaller, man. Oh my God.
5: I mean, everything in, in the picture. I mean, back then, you know, it was just a, a standard definition video. And now, you know, we're shooting in 4k and higher and, It's just amazing the difference technologically that everything has changed. But one of the biggest differences we've had with our show just even in the last year, for years, you know, you're kind of limited by budget a lot of times with what we do. And we would just run a camera ourselves or get our buddies to tag along with us and run a camera. And with some of our advertising partners last year, we – kind of made a big deal and and hired on a a full-fledged camera crew of guys that are running, you know, some of the best cameras they can get. And that's what those guys do. You know, they're camera guys. Instead of just a buddy helping you out, it's a professional camera guy. And this year our shows in general is, while I'm editing everything, it's just amazing all the footage we have and and what the level of quality is. How tough is that? You know, one thing we
3: never get into – um, cause when, when someone watches, you know, outdoor channel or sportsman channel, you know, you, you see these amazing and there, there's quality standards across the board that everyone, you know, has to hit. Some people like you guys really excel at it. Okay. But it is a lot. When you're watching it, you don't think about the competitive nature of these shows. I mean, you're not competing against each other, but you truly are. You know, you want to be that show, the it show. How tough is that when it's hunting? You know, you're hunting every year, you're recording every year to change it up and to keep it fresh. I think that is something that always has to be on the forefront of your mind, um, Mr. Kevin, and that has to be really, really tough.
5: Uh, I will kind of say that one re- one way that I personally and obviously I'm biased I kind of like our show but uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one way that I feel like we kind of excel in some of that is that we don't care about all some of that stuff <laughs> as much as <laughs> from because you know for all of our shoot almost 20 years of doing this you know there are a lot of people in this world that base their success as a TV show on whether or not they killed the biggest deer.
6: Mm, oh
3: yeah.
5: Yeah. And I would love to shoot the biggest deer, but he better walk out there before a good medium sized deer. Cause <laughs> I am there to have a good time and shoot deer. <laughs> and you know, it, I, I don't have to shoot a 200 incher to be happy. I, I've shot a lot of one twenties that made my heart beat real hard.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And I think that's one thing that, you know, Now, that viewer may not appreciate me shooting 120-inch deer as much as some others. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, people down here in the South that don't have them out their backyard, they pat us on the back when they see us and say, oh, yeah, brother, that's exactly how I feel about it, too, and I enjoy shooting deer.
3: You know, it's funny you say that because we're talking about old footage, you know. And some of my favorite content is, like, old, old stuff from you guys, like, you know, Stuff twenty five years ago from the juries, you know when when you're out there and you know they would never take you the deer now, you know because obviously they put in so much work in food plots and management of deer and the practices changed and I totally get that, but just what the hunt was truly about a long time ago. Mixed-matched camo, you got this little 118 buck, it might as well have been a 200-inch giant, you know? Just that camaraderie, the success of the hunt, they're celebrating, they're so exciting. Those moments, to me, really capture what hunting is truly about, what you have, and, and being thankful for
5: it. It is very easy to lose sight of why we're out there hunting. Yeah, I hunt because I enjoy it and because it's fun. And whenever you aren't having fun, then it's time to kind of reevaluate. And there, have, even in my life, in the last 20 years, there have been plenty of times that we got to worrying too much about shooting one particular deer or making sure, you know, something was aged perfect before we shot it. And it just sometimes takes the fun out of it. And whenever it stops being fun, you got to do something different. Mm-hmm. Last year, we were in Illinois, and it was cold, and like, he, like I said earlier, it was in the peak of the rut, and I mean, bucks are chasing does everywhere. Saw bucks breeding does out in the bean field, and I mean, it's the peak. And for three days, we sat daylight to dark, and bucks running everywhere, and we had a buck that walked right by the blind that we were supposed to be in, and it but it had stopped snowing, so we went ahead and got in the tree stand, so it's one of those, if we turn left, we should have turned right kind of weeks. But the last day of the hunt, the temperature had dropped. And, I mean, it was in the teens. It was cold. We had put on extra clothes, but the wind was blowing and the snow was falling. And it was one of them just miserable days. And apparently the deer realized how miserable it was, too, because they wasn't moving either. (laughs) And me and the camera guy got sitting up there in that tree talking. And it got, I don't know, probably lunchtime or a little after. And I texted the guide and I said, uh... I know this is a great spot, and where I'm sitting, I have watched deer walk by this tree for the last three days, but we have taken analysis of the situation, and we are no longer having fun. Oh, really? <laughs> and we'll be, and we, we will be getting down out of this tree here in about an hour because we ain't going to make it till dark. <laughs> and that was, you know, you've kind of got to sit back and say sometimes, if you ain't having fun and you ain't enjoying it, that's the whole reason we're there. So let's go do something different. You bet. All right. So
3: we've been talking with Kevin Knight, me co-host, Backwoods Life. You have to watch it Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Also, hop on YouTube. They put out amazing content. You can keep up with it daily. This has been presented by Mile Tour TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Mile Tour TV at miletourtv.com. You can also hop on Mile Tour TV. Just search. Kevin Knighton, Michael Lee, Backwoods Life. A lot of content is going to come up. Jimbo, who we got coming up after the break? Hey, after the break, Christy Lee Cook. She's the host of The Most Wanted List. Exactly. Mr. Kevin, before we get to a break, where can we find you, Backwoods Life, Michael Lee, all that stuff online?
5: Well, that's a while ago we hit on it about Facebook and Uh, on our website backwoodslife.com but pretty much if there's a social media made you search Backwoods Life and I bet you we've got something that's going to pull up All
3: right, we got to get to a break. Mr. Kevin God bless you. We love you. Thanks for coming on man.
5: Thank y'all. Enjoyed being here.
1: You know us and we know everything about the outdoors. Connect with The Revolution on social media and at com. Stick around. The Revolution will continue in a moment
2: for the dedicated American hunter. It's going to be a record year, and now's the time to prep for the ultimate season. So go to ultimateseason.com for the ultimate buyer's guide of new hunting products, fresh content from industry experts, entertaining and educational videos, and proven tips and tactics you can employ in the field. Wow! It's going to be a record year. So get geared up now at ultimateseason.com.
1: Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on with Population U. Explain to me what's going on. Now, here's Christy Lee Cook. The most wanted list, Sundays, 12 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we are back. We're talking Population U. But nevertheless,
4: before the break, we had Kevin Knighton on. He's a co-host of Backwoods Life. And uh, I got to tell
3: you, that comes on
4: at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time on Sportsman's Channel.
3: Exactly. Again, on Sportsman's Channel is the most wanted list. Sundays, 12 p.m. Eastern time. I want it her. is posted by Miss Christy Lee Cook. Miss <laughs> Christy, how's it going today? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing good. I'm going to tell you what. You go on some crazy adventures, Christy.
7: Well, I mean, I like to go on adventures, so why not be crazy,
3: huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you got to tell me. Uh, You were a part of the uh, NRL, that's the National Rifle League. Uh, It is a Hunter uh, Series shooting match, basically. And they had like nine matches. How many did you compete
7: in? Um, You know what? We actually kind of really just started doing that this year. Well, we did one like five years ago, but like it was the first one we did in five years. So we did one and it was kind of a PRS match. And then my husband and I did our first teams match this year. We actually did pretty good, but it's a lot of like figuring things out. And, and, you know, once we kind of figured it out, we got, we got pretty darn good. So I think I figured uh, we're going to start going and doing them a little bit more, but they're just about done with the season, I think, at the end of the month.
6: Yeah.
4: Now your, your program called the most wanted list. Now tell us about that and how that all came about.
7: Yeah, um, we basically, uh, like, gosh, I don't know how long ago, a, a decade ago, um, I kind of came up with this idea that um, I wanted to get back into the TV side of things, and I was singing at the time in Nashville, so I had this idea of a show, and it kind of started out a little bit different. It started out with me and my, my friends, and we were traveling around, checking off our most wanted adventures and stuff. And, um, and then, you know, when we took over the show, it kind of became a little bit different than that. And it, you know, we, we basically changed the kind of the theoretics of the show and, and swapped it out a little bit. And it more became a family and friends show and, uh, more than, you know, like me and my best friends traveling around. It just, I don't know. I got a family and and things changed and we still want to check off our adventures and our most wanted hunts and adventures every year. And that's kind of what the show became and that's what it is now.
3: Yeah. Now you've obviously over the years, you have done tremendous hunts, taken incredible game. What are at the top of your most wanted list now, Miss Christie? I mean, like if you could set your sights in the next two, three, four years, what are your prime big game animals, or any animal in particular, to take?
7: Well, we were actually getting ready to go. We should have left today for Africa. Um, oh. I've always wanted a kudu and a cape buffalo, and we were supposed to go, but my daughter's passports didn't get in in time, so we pushed back the trip, and then the date for the next one didn't work out, and so we just it didn't work out for this year. But uh, I've I've definitely always wanted a kudu and a cape buffalo um next year we might be going for a moose i've always wanted a moose and a grizzly and a wolf those are kind of like the ones that i i really want
4: that's uh very very ambitious to be able to do that and of course being able to put all of that into a show you must have quite a crew
7: (laughs) well we're all family it's like you know it's family and friends so it's just we just kind of go on all the hunts that we it works out with more people because we we do go to hell's canyon every year and you know, every year elk is my favorite thing to hunt, so I'm always wanting to go and basically, you know, hunt the elk every year. And I, I'm always trying to get a another elk and a bigger elk and those things. So, you know, that's something that is every year we want to do, but it's nice when we bring new people out. Like this coming season, we've got um, some celebrity guests that are really awesome. We've got uh, Rich Froning coming and Chuck Wicks and um, – Last year we had Donald Trump Jr. and Shanna Barron and Jeff Barron, and um, yeah, so it's it's been really fun to bring people on these adventures and like get them their first elk or their first mule deer or you know whatever it may be, and and bringing new people into the outdoors. Uh, oh, we ha- and we have Hunter Girls, um, the American Idol girls, coming on for a an episode this year so that'll be really fun um but yeah it's, it's fun to get to do the the hunts that we do every year and then also add on some new ones as well
3: well i gotta say you know going back to uh africa for a second you know a lot of people take their kids hunting i don't hear yeah. a, i don't hear a lot of yeah. people like yeah taking my kids to africa <laughs> um how old are your kids
7: <laughs> uh <laughs> He's 14 months and five years old. <laughs>
3: really? Seriously? That that would have been, especially for the five year old, that would have been one heck of a trip.
7: Oh yeah, he would have loved it. They've they've literally gone on so many trips with us. Like, Tinley's literally Tinley, my 14 month old, has she's literally gone on. Oh gosh, she's been to Utah. She's been to the NRL matches. She's been to Wyoming, Oregon, Idaho florida she's literally gone everywhere tillman's been the same way that he's been hunting since he was in my stomach and pretty much so is she so they've been they've been along for the ride the whole time they're they have a fun life
3: yeah now is the most wanted list kind of changing now that uh, your son is getting older and he's going to be hunting and doing things uh, starting to incorporate, you know, maybe reliving those journeys, and it's going to be a totally different experience for you guys uh, because now it's going to be your kids doing it and not you. Is that something you guys plan for?
7: Oh yeah, he's already he's already shooting, and um, we've got a little whole and twenty-two long rifle that he shoots, and um, we've custom built him some smaller rifles that he shoots, and he's he's actually a really good shot. So we plan to get him um, going and when he's he's ready to start shooting so it's just a matter of getting him the right age and um but no it's gonna it'll be the same because the whole show revolves around family and friends and you know my brother's a co-host he's actually he's in town right now um but my brother's a co-host and he's in Idaho and then my best friend Katie who's been one of my friends for almost over 20 years or actually over 15 years um But it's, you know, it's all family and friends, so having the kids on doesn't change anything, but it'll just add more to it and and bring in that next generation. Oh, holy cow.
3: All right. So, Miss Christy Lee Cook, she is the host of The Most Wanted List. That is Sundays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel to learn more about you guys, your partners, upcoming events, uh, how we can get involved, Miss Christy. Where can we find you online?
7: Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram's Christy Lee 15. Uh, Facebook and Twitter is Christy Lee Cook. And our website, TheMostWantedList.com. Uh, and then we have a YouTube channel for all the previous. Even. You bet!
4: Hey, stick around because coming up after the break, Fred Ashmore—he's a competitor on Overlanders Fridays at 8:30 Eastern Time on under Channel.
3: Miss Christy Lee Cook, God bless you!
7: Thanks for coming God on. God bless y'all. Appreciate you. Ya. Have fun. Call when you have some more time, and I don't—I uh, forget in the morning to not wake up.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You know, every time you log on to JimandTrav.com, Travis gets an electrical shock from a collar that he has to wear because he lost a bed. See? <laughs> oh, sorry, Trav. Mm, one more time. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Oh, no, th- th- that's it. Sorry. So please try not to go to JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will return after these short messages.
2: For the dedicated American hunter, this is the ultimate season. And for the dedicated Luke Bryan fan, this is the ultimate concert. Enter the ultimate season sweepstakes for your chance to win a VIP trip for two to see country legend Luke Bryan in concert. Whoa! We'll also be giving away an ultimate hunting prize pack every week. Ultimate concert, ultimate prize pack. It's the sweepstakes event of the season. Enter today at ultimateseason.com.
1: Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at himtn today. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Population U. Ready? Here we go. Now, here's Fred Ashmore, competitor on Overlanders, airing Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking Population
4: U on this week's show. You know, before the break, we had Chrissy Lee Cook on. And our next guest, man,
3: he knows everything about off-roading. Christy is currently biking across Utah while Fred Ashmore is driving. Uh, you got to watch him. He is a competitor on Overlanders. The series finale is this Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Fred, how's it going today, buddy?
4: Everything's going great. How are you guys? Doing great. But the fact of the matter is, this Overlander, man, that's kind of a different kind of a race, isn't it?
6: It's kind of like a combination of being a driver and a Boy Scout. You have to kind of combine the two, and that's really what it is. It's a combination of uh, the ultimate camping adventure.
3: Yeah, now growing up in Maine in such a remote area that you were, weren't you an
6: Eagle Scout? Yes, I actually was an Eagle Scout. My brother was an Eagle Scout. We were very seasoned in the scouting, and back in Maine when we grew up, there wasn't a lot to do, so scouting was really big for us and gave us an opportunity to learn a lot of the survival methods of the outdoors.
3: I had learned that in Maine as a man growing up, like this passage was you had to take like a two wheel drive, four speed slap a five Oh Mustang engine in it, put 35 inch tires on it uh, and call it to ride. Is that what you guys do in Maine?
6: <laughs> well, I, I guess you don't necessarily have to, but like I said, there's a lot of idle time there. And when you're gearhead like me, you want to, you want to build the best, the best you can and the most capable because you know, a lot of remote areas, you, you may be there for a while. So you take what you have, you build what you can, and you make do with what you got.
4: <laughs> yeah, now, is that the essence of uh, what uh, Overlander's all about?
6: Uh, to me, yes. And uh, on the show, you'll see two different uh, depictions of the unlimited budget that you can build an Overlander with. And then you can see mine and Billy Taft's perspective, where we actually find a vehicle in a field, and turn it into what we consider the um, ultimate overlander because anybody can do what Billy and I are doing.
3: Now, when you're looking for a good overlander vehicle, Mr. Fred, I mean, what are you looking for? I know you're like you have this awesome 1983 uh, Ford Ranger, correct? But for what would you say is like the perfect model, you know, make year wise that's conducive for doing that?
6: Man, there's so many four-wheel drives now out there that have reliable platforms. A lot of it is based on the owner, and when I say that, it's based on their affordability and what they're comfortable with. Some people don't mind wheeling in a small, like, you know, YJ or or a vehicle like that. Some people are can afford a Ford Explorer and can do it with that. Uh the Toyota Ford Runner is a great platform. Uh there's some amazing platforms out there, older and newer. And now that we have such an SUV craze in the nineties and early two thousands, there's tons of great platforms. So what I would say makes the ultimate overlander is finding a platform you're comfortable with, not just driving but affordable wise, and has you know, some sort of support that if it does break down, you can fix it.
4: Yeah. Now, what exactly are you doing uh, for a living right now?
6: Everybody always asks me this question, and, and it's really weird because a lot of people don't relate. I honestly get up every day and do whatever I want.
3: And that's what I do for a living. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a, man. Today I'm skydiving. <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness! Now in the competition, hey. once again, Overlanders. People have to watch the series finale this Friday, eight thirty p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. The neat thing about Overlanders, as you found, Mister Fred, and as we've been watching as this progresses. Um, It's just not about overlanding. I mean, it is about survival. It's about maintaining. It is about being self-sufficient. This show, I mean, was it pretty
6: difficult? Well, to me, I feel like I put together a great team knowing Billy and knowing his background, having my background. And coming from less, you don't require more when you're in these situations. And more often than not, you have to make do with what you have So that is both of our philosophies in life, that we're not necessarily going to go out and buy the special tool to take something apart. We may find a way to take it apart with what we have uh, rather than, you know, expending things that way. So when you say that, I look at it as a competition vibe with a survival vibe at the same time where – you're trying to survive, but you're trying to survive quicker than the other person. <laughs> and Billy and I both were really cut out for that because of both of our upbringings. And I think that's, that's why we work so well together and why we've been able to overcome a lot of the challenges that it looked like people were better equipped for.
4: Yeah. Now, there were a lot of different events uh, during this whole time. What do you find to be the most difficult for you?
6: The most difficult for me is honestly, and I share this with my teammate. Uh, we're both central-minded. We don't always have somebody to help or do something with us, so we have to rely on our own capabilities. Probably the most difficult part for me was reeling that in some and, and letting Billy do some of it, or in the opposite situation, you know, him letting me do some of it. So uh, kind of a mind-over-matter thing was the most difficult part. I, I run on this real weird competition uh, adrenaline that just just fuels me as an individual, the probably the knife throwing, I guess if people <laughs> watch it, the, the hardest thing for me was the knife throwing. I, I've never thrown knives and yeah. um, I'm not good at it and I don't pretend to be. So
3: I think that's perfect that the guy that doesn't do well as a team player joined a team event you know (laughs) i think that's that's really good i mean you're pushing yourself and obviously you're a self-starter uh you like to make things happen but when you're in a competition like you're saying and you have to rely on your partner and their skills and they have to be a part of it man that really pushes you to grow as an individual and the tough thing is it's all being filmed
6: yeah and and they get to see the trials and tribulations of (laughs) yeah of uh you know, give and take on both of our parts.
3: You bet.
4: Well, we like that. Hey, we've got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Fred Ashmore. He's a competitor on
3: Overlanders. uh, Airs Friday nights at 830 Eastern Time on our channel. That's right. The season finale is this Friday. Make sure you tune in to see who is crowned the ultimate Overlander. Now, Mr. Fred, to learn more about you, Overlanders, perhaps if there's going to be a season two and maybe you're going to be a judge, um, where can we find you online, buddy?
6: You can find me at uh, Ashmore Steed and Performance on uh, Instagram. You can find me ASAP, New York to LA on TikTok, or you can just find me on my general page, Fred Ashmore online. It's a public page. Everybody's welcome to come by and check it out. All
3: right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, Motorsports.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, after the break, Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sports Group, is going to be with us. Exactly. Mr. Fred, thanks for coming on. God bless you, and we wish you luck this coming Friday, man.
6: Thank you guys very much. We can always use luck.
1: There's a place where you can get all your outdoor information, read articles, check out cool blogs, listen to show archives, recipes, get the best expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals, and you can even interact with us. Log on to JimandTrav.com right now to join the revolution. And Jim and Trav will be right back.
2: Tuesday nights on Outdoor Channel, our favorite hunters bring you their favorite moments.
8: Smoked his butt. Look at that thing.
2: On Mossy Oak Moments, we'll be chasing long beards, big white-tailed bucks, high country giants, and more. All right, let's go get some deer. you We'll also help you sharpen your wildlife management skills on the gamekeepers of Mossy Oak.
0: Look at the
4: head
2: on that deer. Mossy Oak Moments, Tuesdays beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern
1: on Outdoor Channel. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today, we're discussing Population U. Now, please welcome Mr. Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group, brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we are
4: back. We're talking Population U on this week's show. And before the break, we had Fred Ashmore. He's a competitor on Overland. What a great show that is. Yeah. Uh, it airs
3: Fridays, 8.30 Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Now we got the craziest man of all, Mitch Petrie, our roving field reporter. He's also the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sports Group. And now he works for the Guinness Book. What is that? Guinness World Book Records? Guinness? Guinness uh, Book World Records. Uh, yeah, he also drinks a lot of Guinness. And they put a lot of
8: boats together. Did you guys make a new world record out there this past weekend? We did. You know and I was just a participant. I had nothing to do with it. It just sounded like fun, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. We had it was for a, a military uh, charity, and they they brought over three hundred people together and broke the Guinness World Record. For the most people floating with pool floaties at the same time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> pool floaties? That's a lot of people out
8: there. It was over three hundred, and I hate to think of you know the, the people were having a few cocktails. I was not, of course, but uh, uh, I hate to think of uh, you know the water was warming up the longer <laughs> we stayed out there. But uh, we ended up uh, it, we ended up um, having just a great time, and they broke the Guinness World Record for a great charity. Yeah, oh, was it was that a Minnetonka? Lake Minnetonka, yep, and it's called Project Got Your Back. It's a military charity, and they just support our, our uh, first responders and military who are dealing with issues of, you know, bring, getting back into society. Wow. All right, so let's talk about BowFest. Real recap.
3: You went to BowFest. How did it shake out?
8: I went to BowFest for the first time, and, uh, you know, I've known about it for years, and to be honest, it's, it's, like, somewhat intimidating. It's, like, all these people going up there, and they're shooting multiple courses and at 3D Targets and that, but I decided to go. Uh, I got to go up and see some outdoor channel hosts there, uh, uh, Nate and Randy from Headhunters TV, Pat Nicole, from Driven TV, and Michael Waddell was there, of course, with his boys, uh, Mason and Meyer. They ended up playing some music with uh, Nate Hosey, and uh, let's see, we had Melissa Bachman as well from um, Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, and I tell you what, it is a cool environment super casual for people to get together anybody who likes to shoot a bow and talk about archery talk about hunting i recommend it highly i had an absolute blast and every night they have live music they had a tribute band for um tom petty Mm -hmm. which was really really good uh but the highlight for me was they have a band it's a a heavy metal band called hairball and (laughs) i'm not even a heavy metal guy but to hear them play ACDC and Def Leppard, and that is just fantastic. So, really good time. It's, uh, it's at the Montelac Resort in Superior, Wisconsin. It's in uh, August of every year. I would say check it out, bowfest.com.
3: Yeah, now, both, I mean, it's a big deal. It's just not like a couple rednecks getting together. This is like a huge event,
8: right? Right. You know, there's there's camping, there's lodging on site, there's lodging in Superior, Wisconsin, or even Duluth, Minnesota. But people come uh, from all over the upper Midwest, and it's really cool because there's vendors there. You can buy products, see what's new and what's exciting. Of course, you get to meet all the outdoor sportsman channel hosts, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh. Now, what bow do you shoot? I have a Matthew's Vertex, I think is what it is.
3: Yeah, now you had sent me a, um, a photo where you went out with uh, Chad Belding, and you ate at one of Yia Vang's restaurants, right? Yep, so Yia Vang has a,
8: a restaurant in Minneapolis called the Union Mung Kitchen, and I took uh, Chad and his girlfriend Anna to Yia's restaurant for what they call the Mung Feast, and we had... Um, it has the sticky rice that he makes, all fresh vegetables that most of them came from his uh, family's garden. His mom and dad are a big part of his world there, pickled vegetables. But then they had pork belly and, uh, mung sausage and, um, chicken. Uh, and then the big piece, they a full fried snapper. Oh. That just, it's, it's so beautiful, um, and just so tasty. It was some of the best tasting food I think I've ever had. The first time I ever had it was actually with Yevang and Andrew Zimmern, and it was so good that Andrew Zimmern was taking pictures. Throughout the whole lunch. That's wow. well, you know it's good when Andrew Zimmern is impressed.
3: Yeah, you bet. I you don't bet. think he'd be doing
8: that to our food. <laughs> mine. Oh yeah. No, he's not. Not with mine. My little uh my little chicken kebabs uh, <laughs> on the trailer um, aren't moving anybody, inspiring anybody.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. We we have to leave it with your chicken kebab. <laughs> We've been talking with Mitch Petrie, he's the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sportsman's Group, and also our
3: roving reporter. Exactly. Our roving field reporter. Speaking of food, this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up uh, your chicken kebabs at <laughs> Jerky.com. But Mr. Mitch, to learn more about you, awesome programming, your adventures, Miss Luna, what you have going on? Where can we find you online, buddy?
8: Yeah, go to, uh, I think, let's just go to Instagram today, Outdoor Channel and Sportsman Channel. Those are great places for the networks. Mine is at mitch petrie official and luna's is at lady luna lab life all check right. us out there
1: all right we got to get to a break mr mitch god bless you we love you buddy thanks guys want more of an outdoor experience <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, yes 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 hit jim and now and connect with show archives jim's blog trav's take product reviews with buyer bust mrs bunny and the best tips and tactics from our large encyclopedia of hunting and fishing professionals jim and trav.com log on and stay tuned the revolution will be right back reimagine every adventure every terrain every incredible memory The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine Max 21000 and Max 41000 recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility and with the Wolverine X2 and X4850 extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com That's YamahaMotorsports.com Com.
0: Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change.
9: Chocolate lovers, Michael Horn here along with J.D. Jeremy Dayton. We've got a special offer for them if they love chocolate. Am I right, J.D.? Oh, yeah. Go to vinedabar.com and put in the code CHOCOLATE20. You get 20% off your order now here's the thing vine to bar chocolate is dark chocolate mixed in with the chardonnay mark that's the skins of the chardonnay so you get all the health benefits of the wine the health benefits of the dark chocolate and you get some very delicious chocolate with himalayan salt so many great different varieties Mm. but you have to go to the website it's vine to bar.com and the code is chocolate 20 you like chocolate jd am i right oh i like me some chocolate too much Yes. Too much. Go to VineTobar and put in chocolate twenty. You get twenty percent off your order. Again, Vine to Bar, V I N E T O B A R dot com, the code Chocolate C H O C O L A T E twenty. Vine to bar chocolate, chocolate twenty.
4: Great show everyone we just gotta get out of here man this is it oh no this sounds serious and real
1: this concludes the revolution with jim and trav this week
0: what the hell are you still doing here
1: don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at jim
3: what a crazy show this week. It was crazy, Jimbo. Good hearing from Kevin Knighton, Christy Lee Cook, How and... How about Kevin McKnighton? Kevin McKnighton. He's wonderful as well. Fred Ashmore and Mitch Petrie. Yeah. It was a good show. Yeah, it, it, it was a good one. Uh, you and the big bunny. All right, so um, Jimbo, last word.
4: <laughs> last word is get out there. You know, we've got uh, opening of Dove season this weekend. Yep. I mean, all over the country. So get out there and get some Doves. They're great eating. And happy anniversary to
3: my wife. She's been married. 16 years, you've been married 12 I know it (laughs) Alright, so get outdoors this week And hammer home firearm safety And thank you so much for listening God bless you and
4: The United States of America